in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. I'll say it again, but I'll say it nicer when it comes. But um, we've we've already started. As a child, all right, we are on episode. <laughs> no, too late. <laughs> I'll just I'll I have a I have a bleep sound effect, so I can use it. Don't worry. I'll, I get just just pause for a little bit after you say it each time, so it's easier for me to edit it out. Okay. Can we agree to that? Okay, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> Dennis afraid of not being able to make it through it without just sputtering. I I, I know it's gonna well, be short and quick. And, and, <clears throat> you know, and, and the podcast too. Uh, anyway, we are on episode number seventy three. Seventy three is such a magical number for all of us here. But we're on episode number seventy three of the thirty something movie podcast, marching right along through our comedy month here in June. Um, and this time around, we are talking about the cult. Cl- I can't even say it. Okay, I don't even think it's a cult. Cl- I'm not a member of the cult, if that's the case, but. Um, the cult classic Howard the Duck. Very quickly, we do spoil the events of every movie we talk about, but I think for this one, you're probably going to be okay with it because we're going to give you some advice on whether you should go see this. Dennis, the quick version of it is. All right, you said, in, pa- in a, you said pause. No, 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 just just like one word, yeah, yeah, yeah. family friendly, one word. Oh, family friendly. Should people one. see this? No. Okay. Um, leave us a review on iTunes to. <laughs> There we go. We'll, we'll get into more detail in a minute. And what you can't see out in cyberspace is that Dennis is scanning, like, Terminator style. Like, Dennis someone this, stand up and argue with me. This Don't d- see this movie. He's absolute like, disgusted look Yeah, he's, face. like, ready to knock said, someone down. If you said two words, it'd be hell no. <laughs> yeah. But you gave me one. Right. If, if you say you like this movie, Dennis might attack you. Mm-hmm. All right. So leave us a review on iTunes. Um, you know, 50 million stars, whatever you want to do. Um, I am joined this time by my co-host, Pat. Hey, hey. It's Pat. Uh, and Dennis? Hell no. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get on into it. Our movie this time around is Howard the Duck. This one was hatched on August 1st, 1986, rated PG, the Lord only knows why, um, directed by Willard Hyuk, which I feel like is a perfect last name for the person that directed and co-wrote this movie. Um, Willard Hyuk, 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 uh, directed Best Defense and Messiah of Evil. Producers on this one. Uh, the producer on this one was George Lucas. Uh, you might know him from such small movies as Star Wars or Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the TV show, Red Tails, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Radio Land Murders, Willow, Labyrinth, and a whole bunch of other things. Writers on this one. The original writer of the Howard the Duck comic was Steve Gerber. Uh, he also did writing for Thundar the Barbarian, the cartoon, and the new Batman Adventures, as well as a whole bunch of others and a whole bunch of comic books. 
Uh, Willard Hyuk and his wife, Gloria Katz, uh, who's also a writer and producer for this movie, together they co-wrote uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, American Graffiti, and Radioland Murders. So one can only wonder what the heck happened with this one. Music in this one was by John Barry. That'll be a familiar name if you're a fan of the old James Bond movies. Uh, Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun, Moonraker, Octopussy, A View to a Kill, and The Living Daylights. He did a lot of other movies uh, beyond that. He also did some of the music for The Golden Child, which we'll be looking at uh, coming up in not too long. Uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, Dances with Wolves, Chaplin. Um, and, and then a few others since then, uh, but just a, a ton of movie credits to his name, but probably what he's most well-known for is the music from the James Bond movies. Uh, this movie, the budget for this one was $37 million and the box office was $38 million, um, so they did get back $1 million more than the budget, but I don't know that they can say that this one was a win. Leah Thompson was Beverly Switzler. She was in Back to the Future, Caroline in the City, Space Camp, and Red Dawn. Jeffrey Jones played Dr. Walter Jenning. Uh, he was in Amadeus, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Beetlejuice, and The Devil's Advocate. Tim Robbins was Phil Blumbert. He was in Top Gun, Bull Durham, The Shawshank Redemption, Mystic River. Ed Gale was one of the performers that played Howard T. Duck. He was in Spaceballs, Child's Play, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, Chip Zien did Howard T. Duck's voice. Uh, he was in All My Children, Guiding Light, and Snake Eyes. Tim Rose was another one of the performers that did Howard T. Duck. Uh, he was in The Dark Crystal, Return of the Jedi. He was uh, Admiral Akbar, and he actually just passed away recently. Uh, he was also in Return to Oz, Muppet Christmas Carol, and The Force Awakens. Uh, Jordan Prentice was another uh, performer that did Howard T. Duck. And the only reason I included Jordan Prentice in here is because of uh, a couple of, uh, the, the one thing that you just, you don't get to say this too many times. He was in In Bruges and Mirror Mirror, but he was also in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle as, wait for it, I, I figure you get a call, you got to call home and say, Mom, I, I made it into a movie, and Mom asks, what was your part? Mom, I'm a giant bag of weed. That's why I included Jordan Prentice. Uh, Paul Gilfoyle was Lieutenant Welker. He was in L.A. Confidential, Air Force One, and the recent Oscar winner, Spotlight. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 14%. Audiences gave it a 38%. Uh, with Siskel and Ebert, Siskel, uh, Ebert, I don't think he reviewed this one individually, but they did include it in their Worst of 1986 episode. Siskel, uh, I took one sentence from his review. He gave it a one-star review and said, who was this stupid film made for? Cinema score, however, gave it a B minus. Now that's a that's kind of a lower score for Cinema score. Um, and again, Cinema score is when they poll people that are leaving the movie theaters and ask them uh, whether they liked it or not, how much they enjoyed the movie. Uh, a lot of times, when people leave the theater, even if it's a bad movie, they'll give it a pretty good review. They'll give it a good Cinema score. Um, but this one got a B minus, and that's a little lower than what you'd normally see. Um, awards for this one, I, the only awards for this one tend to be the, um, the Razzie Awards and things like that. Uh, it was nominated, let's see, uh, or no, it actually won the Razzie Award for Worst Picture in 1987. Uh, it tied with a movie called Under the Cherry Moon. Um, it also won for Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star, and Worst Visual Effects. It was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Director, and Worst Original Song. Uh, it also won the Stinker's Bad Movie Award uh, for Worst Picture. So, um, 
Probably not the awards that they want to be known for, but that's what it is. Howard, a sarcastic, cynical duck from Duck World, is transported to our world. Upon arriving, he befriends rock singer Beverly and must help stop an alien invasion of Earth. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? to explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. I pull it up. Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production. As early as 1973, after making American Graffiti, George Lucas wanted to adapt the Marvel comic book. Uh, this was originally a Marvel comic, uh, and as early as 1973, he wanted to adapt this as an animated feature film. Uh, Lucas was contractually obligated to provide a live-action film to the distributor, so they switched from animation to live-action. Uh, also as a way to let Industrial Light and Magic do some sophisticated special effects work. When writing the screenplay, they decided to write the characters as being more serious and less satirical. Um, in the comic books, this was more of a satire. It was more of a kind of a, a play on making fun of the culture and you know, being a little more satirical and, and a little bit more of a parody and just kind of a, comment, a social commentary, I think, was, was the way the comic book was. Um, the movie, definitely not. Howard is also portrayed as nicer and less rude and obnoxious as he was in the comics. Uh, the voice of Howard was not cast until the movie was finished. They auditioned uh, John Cusack, Jason Alexander, and Martin Short. Um, actor Ed Gale, um, the little person who played Howard, was hired to work on Spaceballs because Mel Brooks said, anybody who's in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. Uh, George Lucas was in debt after... <laughs> Run that by me again. What was that? The little person who played Howard was in the suit. Okay. Uh, was hired to work on Spaceballs because Mel Brooks said, quote, anybody who's in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. Can be. Yep. Can Weird. No yep. T at the end of the can. Nope. Can. Can right. be in my wow. movie. And he liked the movie. Yeah. I don't know that he liked the movie, but I think he said, these are the type of people I want in Spaceballs. All right. Yep. Uh, George Lucas was in debt after finishing his Skywalker Ranch, which cost about $50 million to build, and hoped this movie would help him recover financially. Whoops. Um, well. <laughs> uh, this was the first... Fe so here's a, here's a milestone for Marvel. This movie was the first feature film based on a Marvel Comics character. So if you want to take it all the way back, this one is actually Marvel Phase 1. And then years later, we had Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, on the DVD commentary, one of the commentators said that George Lucas told him that even though the movie was a box office disaster, it would be considered a masterpiece in 20 years. 
Dennis, how do you feel about this movie? Pretty arrogant statement. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's should I hold, hold statement. on? Should I let Pat go first? Go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead. Do, do, so, we, do we want to hold back? Do we want to hold I, back I and let out, you unleash later? I figured, well, I figured out a way to so you have to do as much editing. At least I, I don't think okay. you do. All right. Well. Um, even the whole like twenty year thing, you're like so as a kid versus an adult. And For, all yeah, first of all, yeah, let's as a kid, I duck and hated this movie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> as an adult, I ducking hated this movie. In fact, I ducking hated it so much that I could not watch it all again. Okay. Jeez. I was angry that I ducking had to watch it as a kid. So, I just ducking hated this movie. <laughs> It's, I, I would say, Not you, Howard if Duck. some, I'm telling you, when people pose, the, like, when people ask you what is the best movie you've ever seen, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing. I can go, I can give you a top ten, I can give you this mood, that genre, whatever it is. is if this people the worst ask me, seen? what is your worst movie, I guarantee, the movie that comes to mind is Ducking Howard Duck. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, I absolutely. You reacted very strongly to the movie. It was. I think, you know, the way you didn't like Bobcat Goldthwait in the last yeah. podcast, we yeah. watched call. I think this is a, to a greater degree. The duck character, I think it's the, the, the actual character itself, the voice. I was thinking it was interesting. If Martin Short would have liked it better, I don't know. But I think it was a combination of the character, the way the duck looked, the voice. I hated, I just hated, hated. And I love Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, this is going to be in. Although I thought she was a little wooden in this movie. Well, I said I love. I didn't. Oh, you're right. Yeah, her, I didn't her her as an yeah. actress. Oh, yeah. As okay. an actress, I love. Yeah, I like since since some kind of wonderful back yeah, right. to Johnny. So, <laughs> but um, but I, just total disappointment all around. Maybe that was it. Going in thinking it was going to be great. It's by George Lucas, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's the what the screenplay. I didn't know it as a kid, but the screenplay writer was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, yeah. American Graffiti, and then boom, Howard Duck. Like, how does that happen? Like, that's just like, yeah, in my opinion. So. Uh, yeah, I have nothing good to say about this movie. I can't even. If you ask me a favorite quote, it's my quote, which is, "I hated this ducking movie." <laughs> I know it's not from the movie. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I don't. Know How do you feel I, about it? Pat? I don't know if I'm gonna be able to add much to this uh, <laughs> conversation. I I remember seeing this as a kid, and I remember it. I asked my parents about it, and they were like, "Oh man, we know we've heard of it, but how did the and, and you know they were kind of and then you watch it now it's like okay how did I watch this as a kid but my memory my recollection is my folks got it kind of like and I don't want to steal your thunder but you mentioned seeing this in the in the kids section of the library mm-hmm. I want to say yeah. that they oh this is a great kid oh there's a duck oh it's a cute guy you know this will be fun you know and we got this movie and then we started watching it and it was like Okay, that's it. The movie got taken out of the VCR. Kids go to bed, and you got like three minutes into the movie. Yeah, and it was, and it was, uh, yeah. Forget about it. And then was it the duck boobs? I I don't remember. I remember. (laughs) He's just gonna walk out. I just remember. (laughs) Dennis is walking out. Dennis is leaving the podcast. Bye, Dennis. Dennis has just punched through a cinder block wall. Okay, brought that up, and I'm. Yeah, it was something. Now we, now we know the code word. If we ever want Dennis to leave, we just have to say duck boobs. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, it, I don't I don't remember where it was, but the movie got taken out. And then I remember after rewatching it, I went back to my folks and said, well, I can clearly see it. And my mom's like, you know, I don't think we watched it with you guys. I think we watched it, and then it was like, whoa, what did we get into? And I mean, and so I'm just, growing up, I just remember that Howard the Duck was this movie that was like just a bad movie. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then I started watching it and I, I fell asleep and then I woke up and I had no inclination to kind of like go back and see what I missed. It just, I don't, yeah, I, my eyebrows twitching. <laughs> Pardon me? Your eyes are, your eyes are twitching. twitching. Does that mean you're, you're so angry? Your eyes are twitching. You, are you going well, to then I started laughing. It's not funny. You're gonna have to edit this line out. I'm sure. Yeah, go for it. No, you'll have to edit this one out. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm pondering, like, going, why the like? You just mentioned that thing, and I'm going, why did like the the duck? <laughs> and I can see this, and I can see the guitar playing part. I can tell. Yep. Oh, it's, is there some sort of like? Trigger <laughs> like you that's didn't like him playing the guitar. Theme like either. I feel. Oh, I hate. Like I hated it. Oh, like it's, it's so disturbing. Yeah. I hated it. The the like I like I like I don't know. Was I like I'm trying to think. Like do I need therapy for this? Because I don't know, man. I, I it, something, movie something traumatic happened to you with if this you want to punish background. me. Like when you had this as the t- when you said this was on the list, I was like, please can't be three. Awesome. How are you? Okay, so you remember? I remember. Oh okay. no, I yeah, I remember this. I'm telling you, I didn't get through it a second time. I actually started to watch the file, and I think it was about five minutes, and I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, there's nothing going to change. Like, like I thought maybe there will be something. The minute I heard him talk, the minute I was just like, no, I'm done. I then I woke up, the, and the, the one voice, scientist guy was worse like voice, possessed oh by the like demon the, from the yeah. nether like, regions, and like I'm just thinking, he was what, possessed by Cobra Commander. Oh, would it have been more? I'm going to destroy <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> would it have been more palatable if you know, like, like something I, if it if it was Martin Short, like I think about that now that you mentioned, I'm like, would it have been? Because well, I really do hate the guy's voice. Like, yeah. I hate oh, yeah. the, I hate the like. Yeah. You think I might find happiness in the animal kingdom, Ducky? Like they say, Dal, love's strange. We could always give it a try. Hmm. Okay. Let's go for it, Mr. Macho. What do you mean? Okay. It was a joke. <laughs> Listen. I'm pretty tired. It's just that you're so incredibly soft. So, here, here's a question I was going to ask. Because originally this was meant to be an animated movie. Or, or it was meant to be... Well, but it was... Or it was meant to be animated... Some people have hinted and said if this had been animated the way he originally intended it to be, then it would have been a little bit more like a Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Because you would have had real people with an yes. animated duck. Yes. Now, but, but, would that have changed the actor they got for the voice? Would that have changed the writing of the movie? Would it just could. the just look of the duck? Would that have changed the movie for you? I think enough to where I think you could. Because I'm telling you, a big part of it is wrapped up in that vision of that duck of how it and looks. the voice. Everything about that character okay. is one of the most disturbing characters for me. So if it was an animated cartoon duck, I think it would have like been surrounded one, by real I, people. No, there was the mag. There was the Marvel magazine, and there was the duck. And I yeah. look at that, I'm fine. It's you show me that clip, and it's okay. I have an issue. Okay, and I start twitching. <laughs> But that doesn't change, like, the, the stuff, the other stuff you said you've hated about, the, like, the story. The story that I mentioned, duck boobs. That wouldn't have been, that would have still been in the movie. It might have been animated, but it'd still be in the movie. It was, it would have been. Is it the writing, or, or is it really just Howard the Duck? It's the, it's the way the duck looks and the way I it sounds. I think it's the, no, it's the movie, too. It's the okay. movie, too. Because for me, it was, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the I didn't like the voice. And I, I was so-so on how he looked. But to me, it was just the story. The story, was like, was the bad. story was so bad. Yeah, it was a bad story. And the acting was so bad, particularly from uh, uh, was it Tim Robbins? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not stand his character. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> be the scientist than Tim Robbins. <laughs> yeah, there, there's just nothing. I'm telling you, I can't find anything good about this movie. And I can okay. usually find something good about any movie, and I can't find anything good about this one. That's why it is the worst one on my list. That's why when I go to it, if I have a go-to for a worst movie, it's always going to be Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. I mean, there's been some bad movies I've seen that have been disturbing or bad, but there's some sort of redeeming possibility or quality of that that I can go... Well, I see they were trying to do this, or I see there, or at least this performance was good, or that actor. I, mm-hmm. All I can't find anything good. And like I said, it even has Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson in, or Leah, and mm-hmm. uh, and she uh, just was. Well, it wasn't. Like it said, wasn't even, in this one. It wasn't just, funny. It wasn't funny because they they took what could have been what was funny about the original, and I haven't read too many of the original Marvel comics. And, it's supposed to be satire. Yeah, it's supposed to be social, not, social commentary. Yeah. It was just duck jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all. Uh, as opposed to the you know other kind of D jokes, but um, it was all duck jokes. It's just like puns on ducks, and it was all ducked up, right. really. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm not going to edit any of this because you're not saying anything wrong. Um, let, well, let me go back to that last that last uh, little background info thing that I read. I'm going to reread it again, and I want you to try to help explain this. Not that I'm saying you're responsible for explaining it. On the DVD commentary, one of the commentators said George Lucas told him that even though... So George Lucas said this. Even though the movie was a box office disaster, George Lucas said this will be considered a masterpiece in 20 years. I think that's an incredibly arrogant statement. Keeping in mind, this is the same George Lucas that gave us Star Wars Episode One. Why? Like, why... Not that I'm trying to say we know what's in George Lucas's mind, but why? What about this movie? Because Dennis, you you always talk about how you'd like to write for movies, mm-hmm. and you teach a class on filmmaking, like creating your own movies and things mm-hmm. like that. As a as someone who has you know tries to have the mind of a filmmaker, what is a filmmaker? Could you look at in this movie and say it's a misunderstood masterpiece? I mean, and I'm asking you particularly because I know you hate it. I personally think like I think like you like what you what your word is arrogant. I think just egotistical. I think is ego of like I can't be this bad or this wrong that people are saying this. I think the time that he said that he needed the money. I think there's a lot of factors going into that that he wanted to be like. So he was almost probably so angry that this flopped that he's going to be like I'll have the last laugh on you. And it's just his ego talking. That's my personal opinion. That there's no validity because he would come out now twenty years later and he would say see. Right. Yeah. But you can't do that. I think at the time, but she regrets that statement now in hindsight, and at the time it was just too raw. And because I remember, I remember like all the 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 hate after that movie. Like I remember just everybody <clears throat> when that came out, how trashed it got. And we didn't have the internet back then to right. really to do that. And I just remember the feeling of hate and, and disappointment from everybody, and just worst movie ever. I I, I think. I don't know what Roger Ebert and Siskel said about this. Um, they well, uh, they had in here again. They had in here it was uh, Siskel said, "Who was this stupid film made for?" and gave it one star. <laughs> there you go. And then they included it. Ebert never, you know, uh, Ebert never reviewed it himself, but they included it in their worst of 1986 episode. However, as I mentioned earlier, the cinema score for this one—that's when they poll people as they're leaving the theaters—they only gave this one a B minus. 
And usually cinema scores are a little bit higher. So like this is people yeah. leaving the theater. Usually those are a little bit higher than what you get from critics and stuff like that. But it's just it's asking people, you know, you've just you're walking out of this movie, what grade would you give this movie? And this one was given a B minus. So, now, granted, a lot of the cinema score scores are usually in the A to B plus yeah. range. Like people are usually pretty so positive when they're lower. asked about it. So it's definitely lower than most of the cinema scores I've seen, but still, it's a B minus. Yeah. There's other movies they've rated as like C's that I've thought, well, I didn't think that was that bad, but. So what if they remake this one? Because at the end of you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, it would okay. okay. So at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got the uh, the collector is there, yeah, and his place is trashed, and that dog comes up and starts licking his face, mm-hmm. and I don't remember exactly what he says, like something like you you let the dog do that to you or or whatever he says. But Howard the Duck is sitting there, um, so they're kind of hinting at that Howard the Duck exists in the Marvel universe, so. If they were to do a remake of this movie, what would you would you would you even bother to go see it, or what would you want to see in it to try to redeem? I'm gonna think. I need to step out real quick. Yeah, I'll be right back. You're, you're that upset about it. I'm that upset about it. I need to go. I need to go. I need to go to the bathroom and hurl my guts out. <laughs> then I'll come back and I'll right. need to uh, see if I can think of how this movie can be saved. I'll be right back. I'm taking the trash can with me. All right. <laughs> All right. What's well, that kind of podcast? <laughs> so far, I'm the only one that hasn't left the room. <laughs> um, would you, if they did a remake now, would you go see a, a 2017? I'm not saying that it's 2017, but if, if, if there was a 2017 the, Howard the Duck movie, would you go see it? I don't think I would see it at the theater. Okay. I'd be willing to watch it on, um, you know, online or something like that, or on, a, on whatever Netflix or something like that. If I saw who the voiceover was. I'd have to hear the voice number one. I'd have to see how it was animated. Is it animated or is it another live action type thing? Uh, there'd be a lot of, if I felt like it was anywhere near this, and then I'd also want to know that there's a different story. I mean, it really has to be overhauled 100%, completely overhauled. Nothing could be even, in a lot of other ones you say, oh, well, we hope that we tra- stay true to the spirit of the original. Right. Uh, this you actually have to do to do it right. You actually have to do the complete opposite. You have to do everything that the original did and do it opposite. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if I saw somebody doing that and they hate it, like if the person who made this film hated it as much as I did the first time, I might be willing to do it. If it was made by somebody who really liked it, I probably mm-hmm. would stay away. Okay. And you? I mean, it needs a story. You know what? It, right. it needs to be just. If, if there was a reason for it. Then sure, if they had if they had a decent story that they could tell, if they had some kind of a, a comedy story that they had that they could use for this and and do it maybe more along the lines of a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then sure go for it, and and do some of the, you know have it be something like it's a it's a parody of the Marvel movies. Yeah, you take the Marvel movies and take everything that you know everybody loves superhero movies loves the Marvel movies. But there's plenty of stuff in those you can make fun of. Yeah. If you wanted to do a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type movie where you're kind of poking fun at your own genre. It went back to satire. Then do, right. Then do that and have that be your Howard the Duck. That would be, yeah. And I'd be okay with that. And I would go see it. And I don't know that I would go see Are you, are you okay with that? I thought. Did you, did you get all 
I get all, don't get, get too all close the toxins. To, get I have, all the toxins out. I have I have vomit breath because of okay. the duck. But okay, so <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast: vomit, vomit breath. I have vomit breath. <laughs> I have vomit breath because of Howard. Did the I interrupt a thought or? No, no, I don't think you can interrupt a thought on this one. I think it can be done, but I think if you're going to bring him back, you bring him back as a bit part or a side part in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. You bring him back, maybe change up the character. They've already so said he won't show up. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, James, James Gunn, the guy that does they're, they're probably It's they probably like the third rail of, of movies. Like, no, 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 he's not yeah, going to be right, in here. Yeah. But well, I think... This is what I was telling Dennis, is if you do it, you know, because... I'm, I'm thinking like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of poked a little fun at cartoons and yeah. poked fun at that kind of. If you took Howard the Duck and you made it like that, like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of thing, yeah. but it was poking fun at superhero movies because mm-hmm. he's part of the Marvel universe. So if you want to take all the things that people can kind of make fun of and poke fun of it with superhero movies, use him as use him the same way that like Superman uses uh, the, the little Mister Mixes Pitlick guy, the little imp that shows up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Use him the same way, you know, any other any other story that has like some weird oh, like what did the 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 Flintstones have that little alien mm-hmm. that would always show up and kind of poke yeah, fun yeah, at the yeah. accident. I forget right, what his name yeah. was. Um, something like that, where you're actually poking fun at your own genre. Yeah. That I'd be fine. I, you know, the other thing you could do is I mean if you take out all the gratuitous sexual stuff in that it, would be helpful. Um, just get rid of that. If you know the the, the, the breasts, you know that you spoke about, and then the um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to the trash can. You made him leave again. And then that okay, that <laughs> he, uh, just, he put well, you did that to yourself, Dennis. And then the the what was it? The just plan? for those listening on the audio medium, was, Dennis pulled up a picture of the nude duck in the bathtub on his iPad. Why would you do that? I just I don't know. Do you hate yourself? I, yeah, I just like. <laughs> Trying to conquer my demons. Self-loathing? Yes. <laughs> just, I just don't... That's that disturbing. It, well, it is. And, you know, um, I think if you did that, you got rid of that. He goes and he's, he's carrying the towels in that one, like, motel or whatever. That, yeah, the, uh, like the, the yeah. pleasure palace. Just take place, all yeah. that garbage out of it. Right. And, you, you know, you, you have them pulled from home. I mean, make the special effects better. Settings. I mean, you know, do... I mean, really get some different... Do some uh, research and find a, a different look for him, mm-hmm. so he, it doesn't look so creepy slash. Well, that, that's why, and that's why I don't mind. Fix the and fix the end. Fix the bad guy from like the weird <laughs> voice and everything. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, you you might not have a bad movie. I mean, I'll be, I'm just not picturing a good movie, but. I'm just picture. I always pictured the filming of this movie, like when they're filming this, and it's all being done. How how do you not have the inkling that we should not go for like I would think and it would be Lucas so and like, was going to be a masterpiece does he just have a does he just have a sense of humor was he calling in a paycheck and just said oh it's going to be I, a masterpiece yeah enough people already buying it on his past projects he thought he'd collect on this one I don't know I can't, yeah. I can't even because I can't imagine that somebody who you know did something like Star Wars and would think that this would be that That I think is the and like I said even the screenwriter now if you told me she did like two three bad movies before this and this that makes sense but you know, Temple of Doom, good. Temple of Doom, American yeah. Graffiti. And, uh, American Graffiti are two awesome movies. That's yeah. two ones to your credit. Like, how do you go from that level to this and think this is going to be good? That's the the most outstanding, like, like the thing that I cannot understand or process. 
It wasn't made by amateurs. It wasn't made by somebody mm. who yeah. was disappointing in every past movie. Because you would expect that and you wouldn't be as yeah. upset. I think that's part of the reason that there's such a, a, an upset piece to it is because it's like we were duped or just like you were better. You could be better than this. Mm-hmm. We know that. And, yeah. And you, you gave I mean, us this it, shit. It, it just, I mean, right. look, look at the people involved. It's The music was John Barry, the guy that did the the uh, James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I, great musician. Yeah. Great writers. George Lucas, your producer. Yeah. I I, I think, yeah, I, I, you could remake it and go nowhere but up, but I mean, take out all the yeah, garbage. Yeah, you can go nowhere right. but up. Right. Yeah, that, that's but, there's, but there are people who love this movie. Okay, who are they? What do they, I, well, say, that's what what I they say about it? That's what I want to know. There was, all right, let me see if I can find it real fast. Um, because there was, I, the I tried, I was the guy. <laughs> I went onto Twitter and I asked people after I'd watched this, I was like, I apparently this is a cult classic, but I'm not part of the cult, so I need somebody who liked Howard the Duck to did, send did me you a find message. Someone? Nobody wrote me back. But um, I did find several different articles or like uh, Facebook groups or things like that that said, you know, I, I love this movie. Here we go. Um Okay, here's an article on the website Den of Geek. Uh, the subtitle for this story is, It may have been a notorious flop in the 80s, but doesn't Howard the Duck deserve a second look? It sure does, Will writes. So whoever this person is that's writing this article, they obviously like it. <laughs> no, they don't have his address. Um uh, he clashed with surreal foes like vampire cows and sentient turnips, lampooning 70s trends like kung fu and cults, and eventually running for president. They're talking about the comic book. Uh, George Lucas produced a film adaptation keeping the basic premise, not really, but trying to twist it in the sort of rollicking family adventure he's known for. So Howard ends up fighting space demons uh, and hangs out with a vaguely new wavish rock band fronted by Leah Thompson. It bombed badly, failing to make back its budget, and is now regarded as a pop culture punchline. Yet, I love the film. Back in the 90s, before they just cut to rolling news, terrestrial TV used to show weird old movies in the middle of the night. Not good stuff, just really anything they could get to fill the graveyard slot. B-movies, TV movies, forgotten genre flicks, that kind of thing. They seemed to show loads of old dinosaur movies and some really random superhero films. Due to my burgeoning interest in all things four color, my dad used to keep an eye out for the superhero flicks and tape them for me. I got to see some really obscure stuff, things like the 1991 straight-to-video Captain America film, also another bad movie, Uh, and failed pilots like Once a Hero. And then there was Howard the Duck. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, I absolutely loved it. I remember trying to explain to my friends that there was this action movie starring a talking duck, and it was amazing. No one believed me. He says he's eight years old. As I grew up, I discovered that it was produced by Lucas and was one of the most notorious flops in Hollywood history, and everyone without fail hated it. I presumed I was just an easily impressed child. Watching it back as an adult, I think the film is kind of incredible. What? Here, here we go. So here's kind what's, of what's, here's, here's but what, his premise. You can't just say that. What, why? I, I'm looking. I'm looking for kind of his overall premise of it. Here it is. Why the hell George Lucas thought this would be a good idea for a summer blockbuster? I have no idea. But it's genuinely a unique, original, interesting, funny, and exciting film, only let down by some frequently awful dialogue. And one very creepy scene, which I'll come to later. Don't believe the haters. 
Is this movie a genuinely unique, original, interesting, funny, and exciting film only let down by frequently awful dialogue? No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. I, to me, there was nothing... And I talked about maybe... Because it wasn't too long from when I watched this and when I watched when we were talking about uh, Police Academy last time that I, and I, I wondered I was like there are times that I like bad movies I also threw that out on Twitter I'm like you know what there are times that I like bad movies there are some movies out there that people are like oh my god why do you like that and I'm like yeah. oh, it's just it's a bad movie but it's kind of funny and it's kind of it's got you know it's got moments and it, it, this one had no moments I don't know that I could I, I, and I really struggled I tried to because this was the first time I had seen it all the way through yeah. Like, I had seen clips of it, and I knew it was a bad movie, but I'd never actually watched it before. And so when I'm watching this one, I'm like, I'm searching for something redeeming about this movie. And I got all the way, and it was a struggle to get all the way to the end. I fell asleep, and I had to wake up and, like, put it back on again. And I, and I struggled, and I'm like, I can't find anything good about this movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm going to keep agreeing and basically talk a lot and say the same thing. I just, <laughs> I, I was not a was not a blockbuster by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Well, do Were we you... have anything? Other than, other than stuff I'll end up having to edit out, do we have anything else we want to say about Howard the Duck? I won't even ask you about favorite scenes, because... <laughs> the end no. credits. The, the end credits. There we go. Re, um, I, I don't know. You want to try and make it? Like, rework it? Redo it? Take out all the garbage? I mean... Or you don't... I mean, yeah. and just leave it, leave it lay in its grave. But yeah, that movie was. I, I think it was funny to have a, com, a cameo of Howard the Duck at the end of, mm-hmm. um, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. But I would leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you wanted to make some kind of a parody movie, making fun of superhero films, then yeah, go for it. But otherwise, yeah. No, leave it alone. Let it die. I agree. All right. I yeah. Yep. All right. Wow. Well, <laughs> how you doing over there, Dennis? All right, yeah. Did all right? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you need a hug? I really hate, I mean, I, I don't hate many movies. <laughs> I don't. I don't know yeah. why I, I hate that movie. Like, I, I couldn't I watch think it. If, I think if I saw yeah. this, and there's very few movies that I've ever walked out of in the theater. I would, that's I think one I, I, totally I think if, if I watched, if I watched this in the theater, I think I would walk out. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, well that's going to do it for Howard the Duck. Uh, next time around we are, uh, well first of all, where you can find us, we are at 30podcast at gmail.com, 30podcast.com is our website, um, at 30podcast on Twitter, facebook.com slash 30podcast. We are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcasts, iTunes, 30podcast.com, um, come find us wherever you want to, we're out there. Uh, our next episode, uh, we will be taking a look at, we'll be moving on to one of my favorite comedies of the 80s, much, much better than Howard the Duck. Uh, we will be taking a look at Crocodile Dundee next time around. Um, so get your knives ready, and uh, we'll try to do our best Australian accents. Um, so I don't think we have any listeners in Australia yet. So We're about to. We're about, well, or we're about to lose some. So next week, uh, we're going to Crocodile Dundee. And if you're following along with us and you want to watch some of these movies ahead of time, next week is Crocodile Dundee, and the week after that is going to be The Money Pit. Um, And then we are still looking at what our fifth, uh, because we have five Wednesdays in June, what our fifth movie is going to be at the end of the month. But our next two are Crocodile Dundee and The Money Pit. So we will see you next time.